97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dung Teeny, episode 70. On today's show, the ladies discuss sister fights that resulted in bloody noses. Simone describes her holy vision of nine-foot dongs chasing her down the street. And Steffi tried to les it up with Oprah in Chicago with no success. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you dong? I'm dong very well. How are you, dong Simone? I'm dong quite great, thank you. But uh, I didn't do much this weekend. I laid around and read a book but uh, and tidied up the house. But you went to Chicago. Tell us I about that. I went to that. Chicago. I left super early on Friday and went to stay with our friends who live in Wicker Park. And I went out. I met Kote, our our friend, my friend from Seattle, because she was going to a conference there for the American Academy of Religion because she's getting her doctorate in feminist theology or, or a similar field to that. I'm not quite clear because it's all complicated, but um, yes. we stayed at the our friend's um, awesome house. Their names are Dave and Steph, like me and David, obviously, Dave and Steph. And um, they took us to this place called the Violet Hour, which was this tiny hole in the wall. Well, it looked disgusting from the outside. It, looked, it was like all boarded up. It was just between uh-huh. these two really nice stores, but it's like like all you know knot holes and, and crappy wood boarded up. But there's a door handle on it, and and you pull the door <laughs> open, and it's this rad club inside, you know. So we just went there, and um, I had like two French 75s, which was one more than I should have, and what I is threw a French up 75? from drinking for the first time in my life. <gasps> You've yeah. never thrown up from drinking? I think I we've had this never, call. You said this before. <gasps> never. I like did stupid stuff. I like mixed. Like we had vodka before we left and then I had oh. beer when I got back and there's, you know. And you don't even <laughs> like beer. I don't even like beer. David always says, oh, you know, Stephanie's drunk when she's drinking beer. <laughs> 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 so it seems to come at the end of a night when I'm trying not to go to bed. I just want to stay up and hang out and talk some more. So, um, yeah. I, what is I, in a French 75? Um... I'm not real clear. I just know it is delicious. I know that there's there's champagne and and something hard oh. in it, and then some something. It's pink, and and fuzzy or fizzy, <laughs> fizzy right. lifting drink. Sounds like you're still drunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty excellent, and um, I got to see Jonah, listener Jonah. Um, yes. And I met her boyfriend, Mark, and we went out and got brunch, which is a horrible word, but there's no other word for it. Brunch. And yes. um, we kept reciting Betty, Butterf- Betty Butterfield, which is um, this gigantic drag queen who, who she visits churches and she um, starts every video clip off with, hello. And she's, <laughs> she's like, I went, those damn Jehovah's Witnesses and waking me up every Saturday morning. So I went to their church and I said, what is it y'all believe exactly? And they said, well, we don't celebrate birthdays. We don't celebrate Christmas. If our children don't believe exactly like we do, we cut them off forever. And (laughs) she goes, y'all are the most terrible people I ever saw. Y'all are terrorists. And they go, now you listen here. Michael Jackson is a member of our congregation. (laughs) Oh, 
like, she's not gonna quote this stuff, and our, her poor boyfriend Mark hasn't slightly <laughs> endured it all. Um, but that was super excellent to see Jonah. I love Jonah. And um, I saw my sister for like the first Yay! time in like maybe three years, and I got to see my niece, who was a baby when I last saw her, and she's five Aww. now. And I brought her presents, and she's like, she and we, you know, we went out to a restaurant. And she told everyone, "This is my aunt Stephanie." <laughs> <laughs> and um, she snuggled up with me. We watched the Katy Perry documentary, which is excellent, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> I don't recommend it, and I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And Actually, I saw the Bieber documentary. So you saw the um, what? I saw the Bieber documentary, but I saw that because oh, that I was, was it was too. recommended to me as being like as a fangirl. I'd appreciate it. From a you know, oh, yeah, from the a fans fan freaking out. I love that. Yeah, but actually, actually, I had this on the document a long time ago. We never really talked about it, but I had a whole thing about about why I actually didn't relate. But we'll save that for another day. Oh. But anyway, yeah, I don't want to to uh, digress too much from uh, from your trip. So yeah, so the Katy Perry documentary you recommend it. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, my her her husband, my um, brother in law, Tom. He's, he's a lot like Hank Hill from King of the Hill, and, you know, he's from Arkansas like us, and he's, he's got, a, he's, a, he's a redneck, basically, or a good old boy, but um, he's got masters in engineering, but he's all, he's all, let's get in that truck and go get some burr. That was just how he says beer. <laughs> I was like, what were you, what are we getting? He goes, oh, I was thinking of Cuba Miller. <laughs> like, all right. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's highly quotable, and he's a good time, so did that and just hung out and talked to Dave and Steph, our friends there, and walked around It never occurred to me that his wife that they're David and Steph as well Yeah It didn't like, like you know, you'd be talking about him and say his wife Steph or something, but I just didn't put it together Oh, I said it earlier, I was like, they're David and Stephanie like us Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, I heard okay. it then, but I mean, I, yeah, but I mean prior to today Oh, yeah. right, right, I know It just wasn't funny? an appropriate moment to interrupt when you said it earlier <laughs> 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 yeah, they were like the most excellent hosts. They're like, here's our key, pretend you live here, you know, if they had to leave. And I'm like, can I please so steal right. all your furniture and your excellent yes. electronics while you're gone? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, their house was so rad and they're so nice and fun. And they like insisted on driving us everywhere and picking us up everywhere and they'd wait around for us. And it was crazy how nice they were. So that was excellent. But what book did you read over the weekend? Oh, I read um, How to Be a Woman by Caitlin oh. Moran. Actually, oh. I still have 35 pages left, but I, I think okay. I, I would have read that book. Yeah, you pretty much both um, <laughs> And I will finish it tonight. Um, yeah, but it's really, really awesome. It's um, it's so funny because she talks about, um, you know, people don't, women don't want to say that they're feminists, you know, and I don't <laughs> want to. And, yeah. you know, you're sort of hesitant about these humorless feminists. Oh, there's so the much baggage feminist. with it, you know. Yeah, so um, these man-hating feminists. So, you know, I was kind of reluctant. Like, oh, I don't want to read a feminist book. But, um, no, she's, like, so much, like, you know, in my line of thinking and just, just common sense thinking, really, and what makes sense for women, not just this man-hating, mm -hmm. you know, aggressive sort of style. So I really liked it. And she's, like, three years older than me. So she's, like, your oh, age. Oh, yeah, and, she is. You know, yeah, I noticed that, too. When I was reading yeah, that. when she said what year it was and what she was doing. Yes. Because like, oh, I've only read the awesome. first two chapters. But I was like, yes, this is my book. <laughs> and then, <laughs> totally, then the library totally. wanted it back. And I'm like, damn it. And I, it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I just picked it up on Friday and then I started reading it immediately. 
so that's why I'm, I'm almost oh. done. But uh, uh, we'll talk about it more after you read it because you you didn't get to get through it. But um, but one line she said when she's talking the chapter about about why you know what she got out of having kids, mm-hmm. she said. Um, uh, she's just talking about how it gives you perspective when you have a baby, and I totally laughed out loud when I read this. But you know, she said, you know, this happens. A guy's coming at you with giant forceps, and you have this baby, and she's like, it gives you perspective. I doubt I will ever get angry about Ghostbusters 2 being shit ever again. <laughs> That's so true. So I was like, wow. If- so true. Am I just gonna like not care about Ghostbusters 2 being shit? Because I do care that Ghostbusters 2 is shit, you know, and I'm all like worried now about Ghostbusters 3 coming out because it's gonna oh, be dear. shit. So, yeah, so it's kind of fascinating to, uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to learn about that, that, that change. So, um, yeah, so but anyway, I highly recommend the book, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to discuss it with you on the show once you've read it. Oh, I just need so, to go buy um, it and then have it over Thanksgiving weekend, and then we can discuss next week, maybe. Yes, that would be great. That's my dream. (laughs) Hey, guys. This is Kristen from Denver. I've been listening to the show a long time. This is the first time I'm calling in. Uh, I have a hilarious dong-related story from work this week. I work at a medical supply store where we sell compression stockings, which are just very tight socks that can be difficult for patients to put on. So there's um, different devices that people come in and sell to put the stockings on. Now we had a group come in to show a new stocking device and uh, like many groups they brought in a uh, mannequin foot to demonstrate what it does except it wasn't a foot, it was a two foot high dong. There was no mistaking it. The kicker was the sales lady gave an embarrassed smile and said the women love it. We did not buy the product. So thank you, listener Kristen, for your delightful dong story. We always love a dong story here at Dong Teeny. so please call the dong line at uh, 323-301-DONG. Um, now, last week... Uh, after, like, the episode was done, it was in the can, it was just a matter of doing our website post, which Stephanie does after I've done editing it, and then, um, and I was just checking to see, um, if she had posted it yet, so I just went on Facebook, and then Facebook said, on the, on the Dongtini Facebook page, this page does not exist or something like that and I'm like what it said there might be an error but I was like oh shit because we have like people post dongs we post dongs there's a lot of dongs on our page which I think are not permitted by the the Facebook (laughs) rules so um Anyway, so I, I get on I get on instant message with her, or I, I think this is in Gmail, and I'm like, did you, were you able to get on Facebook? Were you able to post it? She's like, yeah, I posted it. It's fine. It worked. I'm like, oh, okay. It wasn't working for me. I was like, maybe it was just down for a minute. And then I said, I was worried maybe the dongs had finally caught up with us. <laughs> and in saying that, I then had this whole visual. And... Um, uh, yeah, so I, 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 I was imagining that Stephanie and I were sort of running down sort of a comic booky sort of city street with these giant nine foot dongs just chasing after us. <laughs> and so I was just systematically just, just you know, entering all this information and describing my visual to Stephanie. And one thing I said was, the testicles are the feet, obviously. <laughs> Obviously. That's the thing, because that's exactly what I had pictured in my head. 
I have like a this cartoon kind of you know pulp cover of us looking horrified and like the back of our yes. hands to our cheek and we're like oh. yes yes exactly <laughs> looking Just back but running. running and the dongs are still gaining on us <laughs> exactly and I said it's like uh, uh, I said I said well we were running fast as we could but it's like in mummy movies where while we run fast the dongs merely go clomp clomp slowly one testy at a time and still manage to keep up with us. <laughs> Testy at a time. So, <laughs> and then when I was done, we decided I needed to tell you all about that. <laughs> yes, we did. The listeners need to be privy to our G chat. They definitely did. At least this part. So, so there was that. Um, now, anyway, so now last week you went to was it a Venus Hill you went to or was it Small Boat? This is Small Boat. This is my little okay. group of my little, you know. <laughs> mystic friends from church that we we get together and um, every Tuesday night and try to kind of um, be each other's like kind of rescue boat like is the you know the sense of like a kind of tight-knit community or just you know place where you have a lot of safety and um, no need to panic or anything like that when you're trying to be really vulnerable with people so that's really nice but um this last week we started working on the Enneagram, which um, I had never heard of before they told me about it. But and then, then I bring it up to a lot of people and, and so many people are familiar with it. And um, Right. But had you heard of it before, Simone? I hadn't, but when I looked it up after you told me about it, it just seemed like it was ubiquitous and everyone knew about it. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. I was like, how did this, you know, go, get past me for so many years? Because I love this shit. So um, it's like a personality type. It's an ancient Sufi kind of um, diagram for how personalities tend to work, like how, how certain different personality types there are. There's nine on the Enneagram, and um, it'll talk about um, people's defining feature, um, what kind of the strongest thing um, that that would describe them and how they relate to people would be, and then mm-hmm. it talks also about um, what what kind of your Achilles heel is, like um, your weakness. Not really your weakness, but um, something that uh, you have to. It was really helpful to be aware of, so you can know how to be taken care of in a relationship and, and what you need to pay attention to. So. Um, right. I figured out, I didn't even take a test, but I had um, different therapist friends tell me, oh, yeah, you're a four. Uh (laughs) So then after reading it, and it's the four's defining characteristic is that they need to be special. Mm -hmm. They want to stand out somehow. And um, the thing that tends to be their downfall or something that trips them up a lot is envy. And I'm like, oh, oh that's me. <laughs> Sounds like me. But um, yeah, ever since I was little, I just kind of wanted to be special. Like when I was, I just remember getting a watch when I was about six. It was a digital watch, was which was like new technology back then. But they go, okay, because you're right-handed, you need to wear it on your left hand. And I was like, no, I'm going to wear it on my right hand because why? Right. I, that's a stupid rule. So I was always kind of doing stuff like that. And. Um, just reading through the description of the personality thing was I'm kind of like yeah this is pretty much how I operate and these are the type of people I'm drawn to and the type of yeah. people that give me a hard time but um did you take a quiz or anything to find out who yeah, what number so you I did my homework for the show okay. today and I took a quiz I just took the like I didn't know one from the other so I just did the first one but yeah uh-huh. so I ended up a four as well but the the explanation of the four didn't 
didn't really say, or at least I don't know if it was a polite list or something, but it didn't really say anything that I thought as as straightforward as you know wanting to be special. And because uh-huh. remember, I said to you when we were chatting about it today, I said none of these people sound like assholes <laughs> in the in the in the, uh, in the personality types, you know. And I could uh-huh. sort of. I sort of read the phone. I'm like, wow, this sounds a lot like me. And then I, it's like, well, I'll go to the extreme end and go to the nine. And I was like, well, I could see parts of me in that. And I went to the one and I was like, I can see parts of me in that. So I wondered yeah. if it was kind of like a horoscope thing where, oh, this is totally me. And then like you pass <laughs> them around the room and look at somebody else's and they're all exactly the same. You know, like everyone thinks that uh-huh. they've got it based on themselves. And, you know, it's either all the same where you can find a way to relate to it. Exactly. Because you want to relate to it. So, um, and so, yeah, so the things you were just mentioning, I didn't really, um, uh, really see like mine thing said um, my ability to find meaning in life and to experience feeling at a deep level and having aesthetic sensibilities I'm like uh-huh. right on yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> so stuff like that um, uh, it says how in my how to, how to get along with me on the one I have it says give me plenty of compliments they mean a lot to me and that is true <laughs> <laughs> that's me oh I'm like I need it <laughs> But I won't fish for it, but I'll take yeah. it. I'll fucking take it. Um, be a supportive friend or partner. Help me to learn to love and value myself. And that's true because I'm very insecure. So I, you know, I don't know how to value myself, you know. Mm. So um, respect me for my special gifts of intuition and vision. Uh, oh. Though I don't always uh, want to be cheered up when I'm feeling melancholy, I sometimes like to have someone light me up a little. Um, don't tell me I'm too sensitive or that I'm overreacting. Oh, seriously. <laughs> I think that's definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it didn't say sort of any of the, the, the spe- very as specific as the things that, that you were saying. But yeah, so I was kind of, you know, at first I read it, I was like, oh yeah. But then when I read the others, I'm like, I, I, you know, I kind of could see myself in all of them. Know. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. and as I said, nobody seemed like an asshole. It's like, there are some serious assholes and this doesn't seem like it would <laughs> be the criteria for any anybody. It's too gentle, you know? Yeah, like, I didn't well, they, feel like it was hard enough on people that have uh, harder personalities, you know? Yeah. And which so, site is this that you were reading from? Um, NineTypes.com. NineTypes, okay. And um, this, like, they had um, they had out two different books because they these were therapists that were in the room, like, you know, they had their psychology, you know, bachelor's degrees or something. So they had these Enneagram books from when they oh, were in Oh, in my school. opinion, it doesn't count because I don't have a bachelor's degree. Fine, go on. <laughs> They have what we call in the states bachelor's degrees in psychology, so they know. Oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> no, they, they like totally know their shit. Like they they knew right, right, right. all the stuff about these types. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So they and they were cross referencing. Like one had one book open, the other had this book open, and they were like, right. okay, let's read more about Stephanie. And they're like, you know, saying, how's this for you? Do you feel like this is true for you? And like you feel like yeah. you you never really fit in anywhere. I'm like yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you deeply disturbed by by injustice? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you like fluffy kitties? Yes. No, that wasn't that. <laughs> <but>, um, <laughs> so I put the I wrote it down and I put the book on hold at the library and of course I don't remember the name of the guy who wrote it but um, maybe we can discuss this on a future episode. Yes. Um, or I can put it up on the website dongtini.com. Lots of pictures of dongs and um, things that you guys need to be going to because I think that if you're listening to this, you will love dongtini.com. There are flying yes. dongs all over the perimeter all of over your screen. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
but what I liked about it when you told me about it, and I mean, mm-hmm. I'd like to know more. Obviously, this is just one website of many websites that uh-huh. that, that came up, and um, uh, is that you know it, that it, it uh, the thing, yeah, the part that you mentioned that really appealed to me was that help, understanding each other people's personality types helps you helps your relationship with them because everybody yes. kind of puts different things out and and requires different things as well so and when yeah, totally. you understand that about because i think i think people are naturally like they'll act a certain way and they show love in a certain way and then when they don't get it back in, in the same way they feel really offended you know like yeah. oh my god i would do this for them why aren't they doing that for me and it's because the other person doesn't doesn't respond to any of that in the same way and they're doing it in a different way you know yeah. so um and, and and if people understood that even if you don't fully understand what people are doing if you could just kind of remind yourself that everyone's sort of reacting to everything in their own way that makes sense to them and their personality then it's much easier to be more forgiving and lower your expectations not in a not in a giving up sort of way but just lower changing your expectations i should say to not be what you would do and uh-huh. that it's going to be different so that's that's what i would like to know more about with it because yeah. it sounds like that's a very valuable tool just to it's be able to be mindful of that Absolutely, because um, one of the girls who was there was saying that she's a five and her sister's a six, and her si- um, they've been getting along so much better since they both got an understanding of how right. um, the six, the one who's a six, she um, really needs a lot of safety, and she needs uh-huh. to know that with you know my friend who is a five who needs a, um, a lot of emotional space. Um, mm-hmm. So she doesn't feel smothered. Like the six needs to know that she's not being abandoned or, or isn't being rejected right. in any way. And so, you know, my friend who's a five is able to like accommodate her and go, you know, just reassure her and say, oh, no, no, you know, I'll be back. You know, I'll, I'll email you back at this time or, so, you know, just give her kind of little things. And then yeah. the one who's a six can go, this is not personal. I don't need to take this personally at all. I'm totally, you know, we're we're all good and you know, we're on the same team, on the same page. And um, so she can like self-soothe better that way too. So. Yeah, I just yeah. love I just no, love I, the idea of like being able to understand what other people's emotional currency is and and yeah. um, just see it from their view because I just forget that people don't see it the way I see it all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, easy so to that- forget. <laughs> But um, I had a similar thing kind of with uh, Bunya and I have been getting along much better in the last few years. And it's because I think, because I don't, like my family's really into being on the phone a lot and making calls and I'm not. And mm-hmm. so I don't enjoy talking to them when I'm talking to them, but it never occurs to me to pick up the phone and call people. You know, I'm just more like, oh, I'll send an email. You know, I'm just not into like getting on the phone. So if somebody calls me, I'm like, great, and I'll have a chat, but I never get the impulse to... Oh, I'm gonna pick pick up the phone and call so and such. You know, like that never right. happens really. So, and I think that was being interpreted as me not caring, and mm-hmm. um, and of course I care, but it's just that I don't I don't pick up the phone and call. So, um, we talked a lot about this, and just you know, and I sort oh, of cool. you know realized that you know that I was being misunderstood, and you know I just sort of said, well, I email all the time, and then you guys write me like one line emails back. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so, but I, I didn't take offense because I just knew they weren't as into the email. You know what right. I mean? So it's yeah. just it was just sort of understanding that we had different ways of doing it and it didn't mean that anyone loved anyone any less it was just uh you know just different expectations and and i think that that whole thing that's that was part of what just really made things a lot better you know so yeah um yeah so that's why as soon as you said that i'm like yes i believe in this (laughs) i love that oh i love that yeah yeah so, yeah, apparently there are a million books about it. So I'll try to, to narrow down the good ones. Just a couple good ones. But Stop. I'll have the best information. And then now I'm going to analyze the shit out of you, Simone. 
Awesome. And all you listeners. That's good. I please want you to analyze the shit out of me because I really want to feel special. And <laughs> do I make you feel less special now that I'm a four as well? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think I was like, yay, we're both four. Like no wonder. Yeah, no, no. You know? I was. Yeah, I know. I was glad. I, I was. I was glad and, and not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, she's um, horning in on my property. I was. I yeah. took the test first. <laughs> I was diagnosed first. <laughs> I just need to be reassured that I'm special before we move on to the next segment, please. But then what will I be special? What will be special about me if you're special? We need to have something special about both of us. <laughs> and I'm stubborn and I'm not giving up this four easily, so fuck you. We're just going to have to have some kind of um, four affirmation 69 where we both... <laughs> <laughs> each other equally at the same time yeah I don't think that's going to work I think we're going to butt heads in an explosion <laughs> oh boy okay um Oh, one last thing I want to add about 69 from last week, since you just said it. Oh. We had this saying that kids said, I don't know, when the subject of 69 would come up. I don't know if you had this here, but it was, wine me, dine me, 69 me. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that, but... Yeah, it I seems like everyone should have heard it if I've heard it. It doesn't sound <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. But yeah, I thought of that during the week. <laughs> I was like, nice. I mentioned it. But yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but it's weird because saying 69 me, it's just like a, such a one-way thing when it's actually a, a mutual thing. So it kind of Yeah, 69 me, that's, yeah, that means that I'm going to have to be involved somehow and I just don't know if I'm up for that. I'm going to lie here and you do the rest. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be more like a 68 and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now we had a voicemail from uh, listener Emily. Hi guys, this is Emily. Um, I wanted to call you guys from the dong line and tell you about um, something that happened to me when I was in college, at Bible college. Um, my sister lived far away in Michigan. I was in California, and she is about six years older than me, and we're not particularly close or anything. Well, like, she doesn't like me very much, and she had a baby, and she, I was like, she was 25, and I was like 19, and she called me all the time, like out of blue crying, because she was having such a horrible time nursing her baby, and she kept getting breast infections. And I was like, wow, she needs me to be supportive. Okay. And so I was trying, you know, I felt like this, you know, this surge in me, like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have, like, a relationship. I'm going to help her. And so anyway, so then, um, so I was thinking about it all the time. I'm like, wow, I hope she's doing okay. And I would call and check up on her. And then one day I was taking a shower, and I was in the dorms, and taking a shower and um all this stuff started running down in front of me and it was um um and so i went to stuff was coming out of my boobs and so i went to the student health center and the nurse in there had to like squeeze my boobs and there was milk coming out of them because i was lactating and i was really freaked out and she explained to me that She's heard of it before, and it's like a thing, like, you can make, your brain can, you can, it happens to men sometimes, 
Um, and so that was crazy, and I was, like, freaking out and just, like, kind of quiet. And when, you know, she's, like, squeezing my boobs and saying, yeah, that's easy to express. I was like, oh. And then she brought in a group of student nurses to observe. And I will tell you that this is a small Bible college, and I see these people every day. And one of them was a male, and he was attractive. His name was Nick. Um, I need to get out. And so anyway, so they're watching me with my shirt off and watching, watching her ask me over and over, are you pregnant? Could you be pregnant? Are you sure you're not pregnant? And if you get pregnant, that's cool. You get kicked out. So it was awful until I lactated for a while. And then, um, like, gosh, like nine years later, my other sister got pregnant. And when she was pregnant, we said, okay, we're just not going to talk about breastfeeding. And it was sad because I am super close with that sister. We're just not going to talk about it. Just in case. And then she had her baby, and I lactated again, even more. <gasps> oh, so trippy. I didn't know that that could happen. I just, you know what? It doesn't surprise me only because at Venus Hill uh, a few months ago, they were saying that men can lactate if they need to. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, if they need to. If, like, the father, you know, if the wife dies somehow and the dad needs to keep the baby alive, men will lactate. Wow, and is the milk any good or is it just like, I don't know, like rat milk or something? Oh, no, it's like, yeah, it's, it's... they can keep that baby alive and make it grow. So, wow. I mean, that's why it didn't surprise me that bad. But um, they, they talk about, like, body somatization or something where you, you know, your emotions, like, manifest physically. And, um, you know, when you get anxiety, stomach pain or something like that, or stress headache is that. Oh, I know so they say that. it's totally the same thing, the lactating and how she wanted to be so close to her sister. And she's like, we can help. And then her body started doing that so i know that just like break my breaks my heart a little bit for her where she's like yay my sister now needs something for me and and that's what her (laughs) body did (laughs) so nice i feel like she could have shipped it from california to michigan (laughs) (laughs) zing 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 (laughs) okay now speaking on families on a more serious note and um so I was thinking the other day about how I think I knew about, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or just in conversation about how, and this is true of everyone, so I don't feel bad about saying it like I'm admitting to being an asshole because we're all assholes in this way where you're kind you're meaner to your, your family. You'll you oh, know, yeah. shout at them more. You'll just push the envelope more with your family. And, um, and we all do it. And, um, yeah. And it's not fair because we love them the most and then we do like the say do the worst things with them. And yeah. and then I was thinking and the reason is probably is that when you're doing it, you think you think, well, I can get away with this. They're not going to they're not going to leave. They'll always come back. Whereas I think with your friends, you're always a little more scared that one day they're just going to say, fuck you. And just, that's going to be that, you know, but yeah. with your family, you have you have more leeway and you just you just take for granted that they're going to come back. But of course, and then as I, as I was thinking about this and, you know, and you and I've had that very conversation and said pretty much the same thing. But then I realized well, you don't have a relationship with your parents anymore. So how does that, that you can't have the same, yeah. the same sort of re- relaxation that the rest of us assholes have thinking, oh, I can keep pushing it. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> you know, they're going to forgive me. Um, you know, all will be right by Christmas. You know, like we don't, yeah. you don't have that same comfort that everyone has. So 
you know, and obviously, you know, you still like go ape shit, you know, yell at David and, you know, maybe yell fight with your sister and stuff, <laughs> yell at the kids. And, um, but yeah, but how does that feel for you? That was my question. I wanted to yeah. ask you, how do you feel about that? Because you have a new perspective on that that people like me don't. Because I haven't had a permanent mm. falling out with a family member. I have with friends, but not with a family member. There's been some tense months of not speaking and stuff, but mm. nothing that felt like this is it forever, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what can you tell us about that? Um, I, I feel like more than anything, um, it makes, it does make me feel like relationships are more fragile than I might, I may have, you know, or I used to think, but, um, right. so I, I feel like I'm, I'm a little more reverent with them. And at the same, at the same time, I, I guess I've gotten better about picking the safe people and having safety in relationships. And you right. know, a big part of it is being able to not feel like you need to censor yourself all the time and. And that, and you know, be loose and transparent. So um, it's a weird balance. I think it's kind of a weird tension of of not being afraid of you know ha- holding my abandonment issues um, in a way that doesn't you know penalize the person I'm in a relationship with. You know, like, right. like not to make them pay for for my insecurities and stuff, but right, to try right. to you know be a little bit more aware of it and um, yeah, and to own when I'm being a bitch and stuff like that. I think that. That's right. been like a huge step because after the falling out with my parents and um, they cut off communication, I a few months after that I called my sister and I like apologized for all like how horrible I was to her growing up and I would ne- I don't think right. I would have ever done that if they hadn't you know done this ultimatum type thing but I was like oh my gosh you know yeah. if they did this what I did must have you know I I think that I was more intense than I realized and. You know, right. or maybe I was just as intense as I wanted to be because I'm a bitch, and, <laughs> and she was like, she was my scapegoat because she's my little sister, you know. So anyway, yeah, yeah. that was like definitely a positive thing from something bad yeah. <laughs> to get some perspective on that. I think, but um, yeah, I like that question. That's a good question. Because um, cool. it's, I mean, you will say things to your family that you feel terrible about later. I, yeah, you know, you like would never say it to your friends. You would your never mom. say that shit to your friends. Oh, I would never. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, never. But like, I I remember like in, in high school, you know, I call my sister a stupid bitch and stuff like that. And, and we were driving once, or let's see, I was driving and she was in the passenger seat. So this was in high school or college again, and um, we're fighting about something, and I just backhanded her. Like, I smacked her really hard, and her nose started bleeding while we're driving. <gasps> I know. Like, this is, we would have knockdown drag outs. <laughs> wow. It was usually Gosh. over clothes. Come to think about wow. it. Wow. Oh, yeah. well, we did not share clothes. Oh, but, okay. Um, well, my but mom dressed us the same anyway. for a lot of the time, and then by the time she stopped, I mean, I was just wearing band t-shirts and stuff, so oh, you know, right. I wasn't wearing anything worth sharing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and she lucky. was wearing more, like, cute, you know, teenage clothes, and I didn't want anything to do with that, yes. so I don't think there was any real crossover there. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks for answering that, because I was like, yeah, that's, that is that is putting more insight into what we all take for granted, like... Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. yeah. I think until it really happens you don't think that's going mm-hmm. to happen. You know, you just keep thinking, ah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll sort itself out and in your case it, it didn't. So thank Ugh. you for sharing with that because I know it's painful for you to talk yeah. about. Actually, oh. listen, I, I asked her about this ahead of time because I didn't want to spring it on her. Yes, she didn't <laughs> so. spring it on me. She asked me ahead of time, which I appreciate. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sure, sure. <laughs> because I'm a safe person, which you have determined. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's another thing, part of that. With, with your, um, uh, do you put, 
because are you like grading things sort of more on a dare I say case by case basis or person by person basis in that just because somebody's family they're not automatically safe or automatically there like do you feel like you've sort of it does it sort of level it a bit more with friends between friends yes. and family that, well my friends that, are my family now right right yeah so they're graded everyone's graded individually right right <laughs> Now I wish you'd be kind of meaner to me, and then I'd feel more family. Ah. <laughs> 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 did you and Bunyan like? Did you have physical conflict? Like I was just telling oh, you that Jenny yeah. and I did. Yeah. Okay. I, I never. We never. We never like punched. So there was a lot of hair pulling, and I don't know what there was. Just a lot of grabbing and shoving and. There was never yeah. punching, no, no fist punching, but That's there was a lot of hair pulling. I know I would like grab her by her hair and I know I hit her head on the wall by her oh. hair. So. <laughs> like a wrestler move. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I did that. She, may, I can't remember if she did it too. I, there was stuff like that. Oh, but, oh, and this is the best part, right? Is that, because mm -hmm. she's like, like, once we finished growing and everything, she was, she's an inch taller than me and, you know, and I think just her, her frame is just like her bone structure is just a little a little bigger than mine. So even though she was, we're both skinny girls, but I mm. knew she was stronger than me. Uh -oh. But I had the psychological advantage because she still <laughs> thought of me as the big sister who had the power. <laughs> and I fucking knew it, but I didn't tell her. And so we, we kept fighting even beyond this point where I knew this. And then I, I, and I could still win because I had the psychological advantage. And only after like, probably wow. at least eight years of not physically fighting I confess this information to her oh my god that's so awesome yeah I was like I needed the edge oh, poor little sisters like I seriously feel sorry for little sisters I know, because I, know. I tormented her yeah but I mean they have their own ways of tormenting us too That's, you know, you know that I, I think as, you as said the big that, sister you you true. you know you feel bad because everyone's I think when it's all said and done and everyone's sorry and you realize the things you did wrong you're left with the guilt for the things you did but yeah. there was shit done back you know yeah. so you know it's not that any of it was right but you know I'm not saying it's entirely one-sided it was all bullying That's true. so it was yeah so so there you go guys you're not getting away with shit <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast. Not so fast. <clears throat> okay. So, um, I wanted to uh, listen to Eugene. He's such a wealth of, of good I stuff. I love Eugene. I love Eugene. Uh, he gave me this link today for a product Ooh. called Alpha Nail. That was N-A-I-L. Alpha Nail. N as in... <laughs> N as in November. Okay. Alpha nail. Wah, wah, reference to last week's N-word theme. Oh! <laughs> Continue. Went over my head. Um, okay, so Alpha Nail, it's essentially a, a nail polish for men. <laughs> wow. But this website, but it's, I mean, it's called Alpha Nail, so it really wants to be fucking alpha. So... <laughs> anyway, so it's got like a scrolling, uh, uh, you know, like a slideshow of, of, of reasons to use the product on the website. We will totally have a link to this on the website. So on the first slide, it says, designed for men, worn by warriors. <laughs> oh, worn by warriors? <laughs> worn by warriors. So anyway, so then you go to the next one. So it's a, I guess that's reason number one to use it. 
Reason number two, sex. Get oh. more of it. <laughs> Reason number three, swagger. Do it because you can. Mind you, no they're like girls in bikinis that this guy is like all over him because he's got this fucking alpha nail nail polish. So are anyway, they serious? Uh, Do you think they're this serious? Totally serious. They're, they're totally, like Axe totally body serious. spray with this stuff. Exactly. It's like it looks like it's a companion to Axe body spray. Um, reason number four: cover up. Nobody <laughs> likes the fugly. It's just a picture of a guy's foot. <laughs> So what colors are these in? Is it like pink or is oh, it like black? Oh, that's coming. That's that's coming. That's coming. Oh, 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 what? Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, reason number five. Battle. Strength when you need it. There's a picture of this boxer, this uh, KOK lightweight champion, Nick Gonzalez, wearing it on his nails while he's like ready to fight. But his nails oh, are all short, so the strength is just to stop his nails from breaking. Oh, my um, holy hell. Yeah. Then reason number six. To rock. Because oh my god! And then there's just this douche lord playing acoustic guitar um, with orange nails, and oh he just looks god. like such a wanker who does not rock with or without <laughs> nail polish. <laughs> Reason number seven: style. Look good, feel good. Oh my god! And then peacocking. Pickup artist, secret weapon, and the guy who's the pickup oh, artist. Peac the pickup artist. They're referencing yeah. that guy. Well, it doesn't look like it's the it's the guy. It doesn't look like it's mystery, oh, okay. the, the the official pickup artist. It just looks like some douchebag with like dyed black hair and a nose piercing. Like, and he's holding up a martini. It's like if this guy tried to hit on me, I would laugh in his fucking face. You know, he's, there's no way. You know. So anyway, as you asked about the colors, the colors are. Oh my god. This is this is part of the matte collection under masculinity. Your color choices are burn and rubber, smoke, concrete, cocaine, and Benjamins. Benjamins is a green. Of course. Oh god. Which side of the dollar bill though is it the green of? Is it the more dirty green or like the more spring lime green side? It's it's sort of in between. It's a spring lime that's kind of dirty. So yeah. Then in the Metallics collection, Confidence, oh. we have Celtic Silver, this Midnight, Deep Ocean, Gasoline, and what's the orange one? Pirate Gold. Pirate Gold? <laughs> Pirate Gold. But now get this. Now you want to get this. You have to like wash this stuff off. And as any girl knows, you got to get some, make some uh, nail polish remover. Well, you know. You, you gotta have uh, special stuff to take this stuff off. So it says, efficiency, clean slate. What goes on must come off. <laughs> That's what they call the nail polish remover. They call it efficiency, clean slate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 it's giving you its purpose for efficiency. And then the, the, the product is called clean slate. And here's what it says. No self-respecting man should ever have to buy cotton balls. <laughs> oh, my God, that's one way to look at it. Another way you could look at it is that no self-respecting man would ever wear nail polish. I know. Oh my God. I like how this line has been drawn at cotton balls, not the nail polish. <laughs> I know. Where did that come from? This sounds like a product that Mark Driscoll would endorse. Seriously. Acetone-free wipes preserve strengthening power of alpha nail. Come in a durable, easy to transport plastic round. 15 wipes per round. See, when they say round, round. it sounds like it's ammunition. 
Around. Oh my gosh. And there's a whole little blurb explaining oh. it, but I think I've said enough. I don't think I I need to, to read anymore. So you can go to their website and read uh, their full little uh, testimonial about the product. So I'm exhausted yeah. just hearing about it. I know. <laughs> just cotton ball things. My gosh. Oh, then later, later it says. Finally, on clean slate remover wipes, eliminate the need to ever buy a fluffy sack of cotton balls. <laughs> One wipe will take care of an entire hand, and when you're done, just toss it. <laughs> I would so much rather fuck any guy carrying a sack of cotton balls than any guy wearing this nail polish. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, Terrible. Man. Well, thank you. Thank you, Eugene, for that. That oh, was gold. Eugene, you are a gold mine. Yes. Telling you. Fabulousness. Okay, well, uh, everyone will be listening to this, uh, if you listen to it in a timely fashion, on Wednesday, which means tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So, Stephanie, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? We're driving down to Ashland to have Thanksgiving with Aunt Connie Mae and Uncle Richard. Oh, cool! And Uncle Richard is David's 70-year-old... Um, Jew atheist Mensa member uncle from Brooklyn who had who went to Berkeley and that's where he met David's aunt and um, Uncle Richard exists entirely on medical marijuana and is the most quotable nice. person I've ever met and so I always write down <laughs> quotes and um, he's he's on to me now and he, he kind of um, trumps it up a little bit so he's really been <laughs> delivering so I'll have some good stories for you he says things like I just don't know why Obama calls himself black and um and <laughs> <laughs> and earning money is a bitch. It is a bitch. So is testosterone. Like, he just says stuff like that constantly. I love it. So, this is going to be a good Thanksgiving because there's going to be no That's Christian great. family around to stress me out. Yeah. Uncle Richard so absolutely, good. like, expressly denies anyone to pray aloud in his house over food. And I'm like, yes. That is so great. I love what about you? Richard. What are you going to be doing? Um, well, last year we had uh, Thanksgiving with our, our comedy pals. So uh, we're doing it again, uh, pretty much the same gang. So, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, another Ooh. jolly good time. Ooh, so, uh, yeah. So that's about it, really. Was that last so, uh, year when there was a certain girl who was invited, but she didn't, she wasn't able to make it, and everyone was secretly relieved? And you had thought about bringing a, a big wet blanket and a big plastic oh, bag. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that person, make... that person was seemed like they were angling to be invited or find out if something was going um, on, and okay. um, and the word was put out to everyone who was already going that so and so wanted to go, and I, I was like, everyone was like, no, 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 and then. I wanted to bring a wet blanket, like a soaking blanket, <laughs> as a representative of her. <laughs> so yeah, so thankfully, uh, I hope the wet blanket. I think I think from last time, it is known that the wet blanket is not required. So yeah, cool. Well, uh, on that note, I guess we'll wrap things up. Thank you all for listening, and please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material. And uh, also call the Dong Line, 323-301-DONG. Dong is a wiener. So, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye.
This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.